Blog Talk Radio. Kind of 
share with y'all some things, some things that transpired this week. You know, um, today's episode, we're going to discuss some praise reports from last week. Uh, matter of fact, this is the weekend, uh, it being Sunday. And so what I'm going to do, just really just kind of talk about some events that transpired this week that really caught my attention, um, even in my own life. And for those who may be listening, I want to invite you to share with us, the audience, uh, some things that you've seen God move. And, um, you know, when you look at it, especially in this day and time right now for those who are overseas, we are in America. And as of late, there's been some crazy stuff transpiring. And if you look at the news, it used to be growing up, I would watch the news and it would be very informative. There would be a few things that may have happened and it would kind of, like I said, it will inform us of um, what's going on in our world, what's going on in our communities. But now the news is almost called the bad news because everything that they're reporting has been some type of catastrophe, some type of disaster, might have been some type of killing, some type of mass killing, some type of just uh, just horrific things that have transpired. And a lot of it is our local news. That's the funny thing about it. It's things that are going on in our communities. Things are going on in our neighborhood, and it's it's making you scared to even watch the news. But in spite of what's going on on the news, in spite of what's going on in our world, God is yet moving. Even if the devil tries to retaliate, or the devil may try to do some type of thing or uh, try to use people to do his dirty work. In the midst of that, God is protecting. God is delivering. God is giving people victory. God is giving his people victory. So even though they're talking about the news on the news, they're talking about, you know, the bad news, the bad situations, the majority of it, but very seldom do they capitalize on the good news. You know, we talk about people committing crime and being locked up, but on the news, they're not showing somebody getting released and giving their life to Christ. They're not talking about the man that's taking his family to church. They're not take. They're not promoting those things because bad news or bad uh, bad or sad news sales. That's marketable in the public eyesight or in the media eyesight. That's marketable. They'll talk about a child who is strung out on drugs, but they're not talking about the child who never used drugs. They talk about the child who skipping school, but they're not talking about the child who stayed in school got perfect attendance and straight A's. And those kind of kids need to be acknowledged. They need to be acknowledged so they can yet be encouraged. We need to encourage them. So I just want to use this platform just really just talk about some things that are transpiring. You know, um I wanna I wanna share with you this. Um I was looking for a specific person. Um uh, I hadn't seen this person in a number of a number of months, and so Saturday, excuse me, Sunday night, last Sunday night, it was on me. It was on me to just speak it out, speak it out, put it in the atmosphere, you know, proclaim what I desire. And so, what I did was, I said, you know what, Lord, you're gonna allow me to see that specific person because I, I wanted to, you know, just shoot the breeze, just check and see how that person was doing. And so what God told me to do is prepare myself to see that person. So as I began to prepare 
to see that person the night before, I went on and went to work. I went to work, and when I got to work, um, normally my job depends upon uh, the the help of others. I say it like that. But it seemed like um, maybe one of my coworkers really wasn't pulling his weight, so it was like everything was like a stalemate. Everything was like, you know, it's a drag, you know, I'm like, oh, boy, and it was deliberate. It seemed deliberate as if this person was intentionally trying to prolong work. And those that know me, when work is here, I like to go ahead and knock it out. Let's go ahead and do it. You never know when you're dragging your feet, number one, you never know if things may happen. So when work is here, let's do work. You know, to me, I get paid to work. I don't get paid to sit down and do nothing. So if I'm hired to get, if I'm hired to work, then I need to go ahead and work. And so as I was um, waiting on my coworker, like I said, kind of dragging his feet, and I'm like, oh boy. So I said, okay, this not gonna frustrate me. I was, I had to speak to myself. And so in the midst of that, uh, looked like things were prolonged, and so. I saw when it was deliberate, my response had to be, you know what, pray for that person and not allow it to get to me. So push comes to shove, I received a delivery, and I called the person that it belonged to. I called that person, and she came and picked it up. Okay, fine and dandy. And then later on that day, that same person had another delivery. But this particular time, I didn't feel the need to call her and ask her to come on down and pick up her package. I felt the need to call her and tell her that I would deliver it to her. Didn't know why. So I called her and to let her know, to let her know that uh, as I'm going around, uh, I would deliver her package. So I put it in my hand, and as I began to walk, as I began to walk, the Lord. It, it, it was like God just told me to look. And when I looked to my left, I saw coming in the person I was looking for, the person I had spoke the night before saying I would see that specific person because I wanted to check on them. And I said, wow, Lord, thank you. Now, to some people, that may seem small. But there were some nuggets that I got out of that. One of the nuggets was, even in the midst of how some people may try to frustrate you, even in the midst of how some people may deliberately things to try to antagonize or to try to make your job difficult or to try to make you upset. What happened in the midst of that, even when I was speaking about my coworker who might have been trying to drag his feet, what God was showing me was, even in the midst of whatever may go on, when somebody deliberately try to do something, what the devil meant for evil, God would turn it for your good. Because let's just say if he was deliberately trying to do that to antagonize and get me upset, it was like God did this. Well, you know what? We see that this person is trying to do this to my, my son, Brother Prater. So what we're going to do, I'm going to allow that delay to set up for that specific person that he spoke, he spoke on sin. I'm going to allow that to be the perfect timing for that person to come on and for him to see that person. And so I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The other nugget was for me to be able to speak for me to be able to proclaim what I desire, to proclaim. In other words, just like how God spoke, when God spoke, let there be light, there was light. He believed, in other words, whenever he said, he had expectation of what he was saying was going to take place. And so the same thing that happened to me that particular day, but it's not just me. 
God has given all of us the power and authority, but we have to know his word. We have to follow the principles that God has placed out in order for us to see God's word manifested, work in our life. But also, the other thing was making sure, not just being able to speak it, but even when it comes down to those distractions, even when it comes down to those who may try to get you upset, just like how we speak God's word, just like when God spoke, let there be light, like I said a few minutes ago, but even when it comes down to the mountain, the mountain of problems, the mountain of aggravation, agitation, the mountains of things that people may try to put upon you, thrust upon you. When we speak to the mountain, it shall move. We don't have to climb no mountain. And also, I know back in the day, we used to hear a song that says, Lord, don't move my mountain, but give me the strength to climb. We used to, we used to hear that song all the time in church, in many churches. But that's not scriptural. God didn't tell us to climb no mountain. We're no, we're no mountain climber. God's word told us to speak to the mountain, and it shall move. So what I had to learn was, in using God's word and speaking God's word, we have the power and authority, but also what we need to do, we need to know our rights. We have to understand our rights, our benefits, our responsibility, our power and authority because God's people have the power of attorney to use God's word in its proper use. That's the key thing we have to remember. Using God's word in its proper use. That will win battles. And so just those little nuggets that I saw in my situation, I was so excited. It really encouraged me. It, it made my week. It made my week. So with that, seeing God move in the midst of that situation, and like I said, for God to put in my spirit to speak it, one of the things that I have to tell people, it doesn't take God long to move. It doesn't take God long to move. It just takes us long. We're the ones that in our way. We're the one that's hindering God's word being manifested in our lives and in our situation that we're in. We are in a way, one of the things we always say, well, one of the things I always say, whenever there's a situation and you're waiting on God and it seems like there's no answer or it seems like things are going backwards, we want you to examine three areas. There must be something wrong with God. There must be something wrong with God's word. Or something must be wrong with us. One of those three. So if we know that there's nothing wrong with God and there's nothing wrong with God's word, God and his word are in harmony with each other. So by default, that means the problem must be us. And so... With that, being able to examine ourselves, because when we say God's word, we first we have to make sure, like I said, we need to know God's word, but also even examine ourselves, because sometimes we may speak something, but it may it may be in the wrong motive. What do I mean? Sometimes we may speak not out of God's kingdom or God's agenda first. Sometimes it may be us. Sometimes it might be our own agenda. Sometimes it might be what well, we're speaking not from God's word, but we're speaking from hurt or we're speaking from our emotions. And so examining ourselves to be able to see God's word move in our life for the glory and honor, not of us, but of him. So that was a, if you want to say, a powerful thing, a powerful revelation to me 
And as much I, I love, I love reading. I love studying God's word. It helps me to know more about God. It helps me to know more about myself. It helps me to know more about my rights. It helps me to know about my authority, my position. And so with that, I thank God for helping me, even in the midst of growing up, which I was not a reader. This is another testimony, even though um, it didn't just happen this week, but it coincides with what was what was shown to me, not just what happened last Monday, but just all this week. There's been some beautiful things. But growing up, I was not a reader. Growing up, I used to hate reading. Uh, I used to hate hearing myself talk. Um, very insecure, very insecure um, about myself, along with insecure about my voice. And so... Now, 2018, now being able to look forward to reading and studying God's Word, be able to learn more about God's Word that will be helpful for the advancement of God's kingdom, for me to be able to have the tools to help properly minister to others, as well as being able to properly minister to myself, but also to be able to be aware when people say things deliberately or non-deliberately, when people may try to come with a hidden agenda, a hidden motive, or some type of devilment, I could be able to recognize because God going to always coincide with his word. And not only God coinciding with his word, but the Spirit of God is going to coincide with his word and his character. So when people may try to come up with a hidden motive or a hidden agenda, God will alert his children to let them know, no, no, no. This person, they may come in as a, quote, unquote, uh, a camouflage, but I'm going to reveal to you who they really are. God will reveal to you the wolves in sheep's clothing. So, like I said, I thank God for helping me and delivering me and also even let me know that I was my worst enemy. I was my worst enemy not really spending time with God or not even spending time with his word. I used to be the main one that did not go to Sunday school. I hated Sunday school. I thought Sunday school was for the children, for the crayons and all that stuff. And I will often hear my pastor say, listen, you need Sunday school, not just to myself, but also to the congregation at church. You need Sunday school. And if you feel that you know more than Sunday school, then Sunday school needs you. And so one day I began to go. And thank God, a young lady that used to go to our church, her name was uh, Usher Randall. Usher Randall. Um, She's going on to be with the Lord now. But um, she challenged me to come to Sunday school, and uh, I used to sit by her. I used to sit by her and, um, like I said, didn't like to read, didn't like to uh, talk out loud, especially, well, talk period, I mean, especially out loud. And so um, I just began to just listen. And as I began to participate, it gave me the confidence in speaking. It helped me even to read because I was not a reader. I was a horrible reader uh, in school and growing up. And so I thank God now. I love Sunday school. I love participating. And I have no problem even answering out. And I look forward to answering out because I did my homework and studying. So I thank God for that. So God has brought me from a mighty long ways, from a mighty long ways, you know, um, other thing I saw, I saw this week, I saw, um, you know, there was a couple that I saw, and um, they were walking. As they were walking, I don't know where they were walking to or from, but in the midst of them walking, they looked so happy. I'm, if I had to guess around the age, they had to be maybe late 30s, early 40s. 
they looked so happy, and they were walking. They were walking together. And to me, that really did something to my heart because there are a lot of couples who may be riding in the car, and they arguing and can't stand each other. They may be in a brand-new car, fully furnished, air-conditioned, fully equipped, and on the verge of getting a divorce, arguing, fussing, fighting. Matter of fact, a couple years ago, I actually saw a couple fighting while the man was driving. They were swerving on I-20, going west. Yeah, there was 20, 20 going west. I'll never forget that, and they were about to tumble over over the road. But this couple right here, they were walking. They were laughing. They were really having fun. And I was like, man, I wish I could. I was I was driving. I had to go. And I was like, man, I wish I did. I wish I had a, been able to have the time to pull over just either to talk to them, get them a ride, or whatever. You know, I don't know what their situation was. Maybe they needed some transportation and they felt the need to just walk. Or they just walk for exercise. Whatever the reason was, they enjoyed each other. And what I saw was they were looking at each other. They were enjoying each other in the midst of whatever situation they were in. And it's unfortunate a lot of times people base their happiness upon their condition. If they had to base their happiness upon their condition, what if both of them didn't have a vehicle? That meant that their condition was they were without transportation. As a car, transportation with a car. But even if they didn't have transportation with a car, they may have had access to get transportation by bus. Ultimately, if they didn't have the means for the transportation of a vehicle, a car, or a bus, God has, or even a bike, God has provided them transportation with the ability to walk. And not just walk, but walk with each other. I was like, man. And when I saw that, I said, Lord, thank you. Now, that's still... You know, the way they were looking, you know, like I said, I don't like to assume, but the way that they were looking, they were so kind of cuddled up. They didn't look like they were related. They looked like they were a couple. And so to have that kind of couple that are walking and enjoying each other in spite of the walk, in spite of the situation that they may have been dealing with, they were enjoying each other. You know, so a lot of times when we look beyond what we have, what we don't have, and get to the core of what's really important, the important, the important thing is we have each other. And so it's a beautiful thing for you to be able to be, in, if you want to say, be in the foxhole with somebody that you love, somebody that you can trust. And so, like I said, they really they really did me some good. They really made me feel great to be able to see God's love amongst his people. And so what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if there's anyone online that may want to share something before I say anything further. I feel like somebody's online right now. When I'm done, I'm allowed an opportunity to say something. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Radio Program. You're on the air. Hello? Hello? Okay. Okay. No, not saying that Going back, you know, like I said, I, I thank God. I thank God for what he's done. God is doing miraculous things if we really pay attention, if we really look, if we look forward, if we expect, if we anticipate the move of God, the flow of God, God answering prayers in our lives. 
And a lot of times the devil will try to make us focus on what we don't have. Or the devil may make us focus on the problem that's going on in our lives instead of the problem solver, solving problem in our life. You know, um, it reminds me of when we used to be hungry growing up as a kid. And it's one thing where you don't have anything at all, where you don't have nothing, nothing to eat. You don't have anything. That's one thing. But then all of a sudden, while we're waiting on mama or daddy to come home, next thing you know, we find some crackers in the cabinet. Well, we say we're still hungry, though, but not realizing that God has God has provided some crackers for us to sustain us until mama or daddy came home. But also on the same token, we may look for God to move in right here on the right side. And what we're focusing on is something's on the right side of us that we really need God to move in. That may be frustrating us. That may be weighing on us. And we're so focused on God not moving on the right side, we're not even paying attention to God moving on the left side of us. God is moving. God is providing. God is bringing so much. God is doing so much for us. But we missing the opportunity to be able to recognize God moving. So I pray that God help us to be able to be aware so we can be able to not just tell somebody else's testimony, but also tell our own testimony of what God is doing in our lives. And see, the key thing for us to be able to have a testimony, that means you have to have a test, the test of something that may have transpired. It might be a test of what the devil may have brought upon you or even what we brought upon ourselves, and God came into the rescue. So God is doing so much, you know, but also um, – this week, well, we end up having a, even another situation at work, and uh, can't go into a lot of details. But in the midst of the situation, God helped us to find what was missing. It was something that was missing to find it. Now, um, but I do want to say this, and this is something that really it it it, it hurt me. Um, I spoke about the young couple that was walking, today I, I saw something, and I want to I use this even at the platform to really just educate and, and tell some people, um, especially those who may be seeking for a relationship. You know, um, today I was coming home, and I saw a young lady driving a vehicle, and I saw her driving, and on the passenger side, I saw a guy look like he was rolling up a joint. The lady was driving with the window down. It was a nice car. She was driving with the window cracked, facing the window. Get it? She was facing the window with the window cracked, as if she was asking for some air. But the other guy, the guy that was on the passenger side, was rolling up a joint. I don't know them. I don't know the situation. But what I saw was just in case she was trying to breathe, she was trying to get some air because of the smoke, because of the whatever, whatever he was smoking. I wanted to say to the young ladies, first and foremost, never, ever lower your standards to get someone that participates in something that you don't participate in. You know, a lot of times I've heard this, I heard this this week, I heard somebody talk about, well, you know, um, you, you, you work with the person and, and you you even pray and, and God had changed him. And the thing is, God first, 
it's not going to go against somebody's will. The Bible tells us, whosoever will, let us come. You know, let them come. But God is a gentleman. And the, also the other thing is, if you want somebody to change for you, that means that you, your needs, your desires are greater or higher than God Almighty. That's what you're saying. We have to be kingdom-minded. We have to allow God's agenda to be first. If I'm wanting somebody to change for me, then that means I'm going to allow myself to be their God. And God is a jealous God. There will be no other God before God. There will be no other God's small g before God Almighty. So It hurted me to be able to see her And especially As the man Now I don't know his condition Or whatever But I will say this If he was an able bodied man First and foremost He don't need to be smoking Second of all He don't need to be On the passenger side He should take the lead role And drive but I'm saying all this because I'm hearing and seeing so many young ladies that are going outside of their preference, outside of their moral ethics, and getting just any guy so they won't be alone. Any guy will not fulfill your needs or desire or your loneliness, nor your hurt. Only God can do that. But also, God is the true lover that knows how to love us. And so for us to understand who God is, he will help us to understand what love is because God is love. Now, there is no greater love that we'll be able to find on earth that will substitute God's love for us. But also on the same token, because we are people or creatures or creations that desire fellowship and relationship, and not just human beings desire that, but God made all species. If you think about it, you buy a dog, you just buy one dog, if he don't have any interactions with not just another dog, but even a human being. He's going to be lonely. He's going to be depressed. So God made us to be able to have a relationship, a desire to have a relationship. But we have to know that God is the one that can help us to understand what true love is, what true friendship is, what true companionship is. And so along with that, God will... When we have accepted who God is and who we are in God, God has some people here on earth that have the same mindset that will be able to help us to even have a proper relationship or proper courtship or proper marriage. And so what people may say, well, you know, well, God don't, God don't care about all that. Yes, he does. God is concerned about every aspect pertaining to us as men and ladies. God is concerned about every aspect of our life. God want to know, you know what? Are you looking for love? Are you looking for a relationship? Okay, let me tell Now, I may not tell you who to choose, but I will tell you how to choose. And God will do that. God will give us the senses. God will Awaken our spirit to let us know, okay, wait a minute, this person that you checking out, uh-uh, leave them alone. They may look pretty. They may say some pretty things, but guess what? Mm-mm, they ain't right. In due time, the true character is going to reveal themselves. You know, funny thing, um, I don't really watch a lot of TV, but it just what happened. I made a home last night, and they had these uh, so-called love connections. It's a, it was an updated version of Love Connection that was on. And so this particular uh, episode, it was a young man that went out on a date 
with um, three different young ladies. Now, the first young lady, she ranked him on a scale of one to ten. She ranked him a two on first appearance. She did not like the way he looked. He ranked her a nine. And she said what she wanted to do when she first saw him, oh, my gosh, uh uh-uh. Nah, this is not who I want. But she decided to go ahead and go on with the date anyway. And she said as she was on the date with him, he started raising up in her mind because she she began to look beyond the physical and started looking at the character and nature of the person. And so what she did, when he went to the restroom, he had, um, excuse me, she was to by the different guys when they went bowling. And so she, when he came back from the restroom, she cut the date short. And so she videotaped herself that night and said that when she, when she went to bed that night and woke up the next morning, she felt horrible. She realized that in the beginning she was looking at who he was on the outside and judging him based on the outside but when she took a chance to know who he really was on the inside, it made her fall in love with him. Because all along, when she was looking for love, she was going by the physical only and wondering why she was always hurt because she was just going by the physical only and not realizing that she was dealing with some creeps that on the inside they were rotten. On the inside they had some ill motives. And so at the end, so um, later on when they came back on the show and she described um, her confession, she not only apologized or repented to him, but also she said she said she was I forgot the, I forgot the words she said, but it was, meant something like superficial. She was uh oh she let her ego she let her um she was vain vain that's what it was. She was vain. She made a horrible decision, and she repent, and she would love to have another chance with him. Now, the other person that he went out with, they knocked it off real good. They got along and all that stuff. And so when he had to choose between those two, he ended up not choosing the one that repented, but he chose the one that it seemed like they had some things in common. But what I began to listen to when I heard that girl that they said that they had some things in common, I began to pick up on, you know what, she's bossy. You know what, she, she um, you know, there are some, there are some things about her, she's not going to work out with him. And lo and behold, they did an update. And one day later, the one that said that, uh, you know, oh, we got things in common. Oh, you know what? We, this this gonna be a great relationship. The next day, that girl said she changed her mind, and he regretted choosing her over the one that confessed and said that she made a mistake. I said all that to say this. From the outside looking in, from the very beginning, it seemed like the one that did him wrong was the one that he should have stayed away from versus the one that was talking all that talk and everything. But then the next day, she started acting funny, started acting cold, started acting distant, and she said that she changed her mind. So God will reveal to us who the person's true character is. And so what we have to do, we just have to pay attention to the leading of God's voice, the leading of God's spirit. And I said that, I I brought that in, even though it might have been a secular secular thing, but I wanted to bring it to our awareness because this is something we deal with on a daily basis, not just pertaining to love or anything, but God answering our prayers, but are we able to recognize it when it comes in an unfamiliar package? Because if we pay attention, even though the package may not be recognizable, 
But what's inside the package, we'll be able to feel, we're able to discern, knowing that it's something that that came from our daddy. So with that, um, thanking God that I got a chance to uh, spend time with my son, a little extra time. Uh, he was on spring break. Thank God for uh, God allowing the children, the young people, the people, the people in school to have spring break. You know, no hurt, harm, or danger that came over in the areas, uh, not just in my area, but, you know, even though, like I said earlier, there might have been some things that might have transpired that the news is talking about, but still we thank God that things didn't be worse than it could have been. Thank you, God, that God protected us, that God showed his hand of mercy, that God gave his, that God made Satan behave because he could have went on a rampage. But thanking God, God had put restraints. Thanking God that God had made a way out of no way. Even uh, even this week, I can say this: I was uh, I needed to pay a bill, and I was kind of watching my money, and I felt the need to to bless somebody. And I blessed somebody, and when I blessed that person, didn't think anything of it. I blessed that person. When I blessed that person. The next day, God blessed me to be able to not only pay the bill that I desired, but also have the same amount of money and then some of who I blessed with. So God is moving. God is doing so much for us. But what we need to do is be obedient to God, trust him in the situation that we're in even right now. God is doing so much. But I found out even this, and this is me. This this is me, and my heart desire is to let people know, in the midst of your situation, thank God and praise Him in in the situation that you're in right now. Now we're not saying that the situation that you're in feels good or you like the situation that you're in. If you're in a a difficult situation, if you're in a hurtful situation, or if you're in a grieving situation. Now when I say hurtful, I'm not talking about in an abuser. We're not talking about physical hurt. But what I'm talking about, if you're in an emotional hurt situation, you might have you might have had your heart broken. You might have been let down. Somebody might have abandoned you. Somebody might have rejected you. Whatever it is, if you thank God and praise God, not because of the situation and not even thanking God for what he can do, but when you thank God and praise him for who he is, it shows that we trust him in spite of whatever situation that we're in. Just like I was mentioning earlier about the couple that was walking. It could have been it could have been raining. It could have been raining, but they were enjoying each other. So even in the situation that we're in, can we enjoy each other? Can we enjoy ourselves with God? Because God told us He would never leave nor forsake us. He would never abandon us. People may let us down, but God won't. So if we can focus on God, and I mentioned earlier at church, I found out the key thing is not allowing anything or anybody to stop you from being a worshiper. My good friend, Minister David Richardson, I want to acknowledge him. You know, we were talking some years ago, and it encouraged me in the midst of whatever he was dealing with. He went through a lot, but he said he always made sure to continue to be a worshiper. And so it's so funny, he and I went through the same thing around the same time. We went through a divorce, and we went through so much, you know. And in the process of what we were going through, we drew strength. We were sharpening each other's irons. We were helping each other. We were encouraging each other. But we had to look beyond what we were dealing with and praise and magnify God for who he was and who he is. And that gave us the joy in the midst of what we were dealing with. They gave us the peace. I mean, being able to know that you're going to face a lawsuit. You're going to face a lawsuit and the, your back is up against the wall, but you're still able to sleep because you trust God. And you're telling God, God, I'm going to praise you in spite of because this is not my responsibility to deal with this. This is your responsibility. So I'm going to praise you. So I'm trusting that you're going to fix this. And when I begin to see that, when I 
in, I mean, when I begin to really see that and understand that, it really allowed God to move. And like I said, it don't take God long to move. So I I learned to praise him in the midst of the situation. And then when I get out of the situation, continue to praise him. Don't sit down on your praise. I said earlier, don't put the brakes on your praise break. Mm-mm. See, because a lot of times we get comfortable when things are going well. Baby, that's the time where you need to pray harder. When things are going well, that's the time that you should be thanking God. That's the time you should be praying because the devil will always try to make us have a safety while we celebrating because of we tackle the devil. While we while we celebrating a tackle, the devil gonna try to score a touchdown, score a safety. And yet we celebrating on something that we that happened some time ago. And guess what? The devil already putting the ball in the motion and he already poop already in the end zone scoring a touchdown while we celebrating. Mm-mm. No. So we need to be watchful because for us to see God move, for us to praise God in the midst of whatever situation, when things are going good, when things are uncomfortable, never allowing anything or anybody to stop you from being a worshiper. Because God made us to worship him. God made us to worship him, and God can do the impossible. But sometimes we have to step out of our comfort zone. We have to step out of our comfort zone in order to allow God to come in and move in our situation. But no matter what, God is a righteous God. God is a holy God. God is a faithful, all-knowing God, and God can do the impossible. But my main thing is to ask us, how bad do we trust him? How much do we trust him? We have to really trust him with any and everything. And no matter what, God can do it even when it seemed like, when it seemed like at the last minute there is no hope. That's the opportunity for God to come in and move. You know, you think about the Hebrew boys. They were facing the fire furnace, but they still praised and worshiped God and obeyed God, knowing that they were facing the fire of life. And so when they did not bow down to that king, they were thrown in the fiery furnace. But those three Hebrew boys, even though they were thrown in the fiery furnace, when they looked in and they looked into that fire, they didn't see three. They saw four people. And they said the fourth one looked like the Son of God. So what happened? They took those three Hebrew boys out of the fiery furnace. And when they got out of the fiery furnace, they didn't smell like smoke. None of their birds were closed or hinged. It, they looked as if they did before they went into the fire. But the key thing was, three Hebrew boys went in. They saw four people in the fire. Three Hebrew, three Hebrew boys came out of the fire. And so even the analogy of letting us know that God was in the fire with the Hebrew boys. And them three Hebrew boys went out, in the, excuse me, and God was still in the fire. And that fire... That fire that was there to destroy the Hebrew boys, it didn't hurt. It didn't harm the Hebrew boys. And so to let us know, even in the midst of whatever we may be facing, knowing that God stayed in the fire. So if we go through the fires of life, he's there to protect us like he protected them. So no matter what we're dealing with, let's praise and magnify God no matter what. We have to be strong-willed and strong-minded to stay focused on what God's word says, to be able to help us to stay focused no matter what, because to be honest with you, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. That doesn't mean that the weapon's not going to be made. It's just not going to make its intended target or its purpose that was for it to be made. The fiery furnace were meant to destroy the Hebrew boys, but that weapon didn't prosper. When people get on you, antagonize, lie on you, 
we shouldn't allow it to make its target on us to destroy us or make us step outside of character. You know, I said this um, this week, and I had to ask God to help me because, you know, every now and then I think about, well, excuse me, every now and then it may come to me, the devil may even try to present it, but, you know, this person, this person lied on you. This person did you wrong. This person did this. This person did that. And I said, you know what, God? That person is in your hands. I still got to keep moving. I can't focus on what happened yesterday because there's an assignment for me today. And so when I begin to think about God, this is your problem, not mine. You're going to fix this. When I really started looking at that, that really gave me courage. That helped me to understand how much God can do when I gave it to God and I saw God move in the midst of the situation that had transpired. That really encouraged me. And that's what God is doing for his people. You know, God is a present help in a time of trouble. God is our ever-present help, not just when we need him, but when we want him. God is always accessible to us, but we need to go to him. God can help us in whatever situation that we're in if we go to him. But we can't allow fear, we can't allow pride, we can't allow even our enemies to make us, or even our past to make us feel that, well, you know, I can't go to God, you know, I'm so I'm so this, I'm so that. He won't love me because I, you know, I backslid or I did. No, 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 no. First of all, we need to learn to repent. Let's repent. Repent. Let's turn from whatever situation that you may be in or you may be dealing with that's unlike God. Let's turn from it because to be honest with you, it's hindering us. Sin will hinder you from reaching the purpose and plan that God has for you in your life. And some people some people minimize sin, but sin is a big deadly disease and is destroying from first of all from the root, it's destroying us spiritually and it's affecting us naturally, emotionally, psychologically, financially, all these things. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Disobedience to God is not worth my purpose and plan that God has for me in my life. Neither you. So I want to tell you that God is doing miraculous things, and God God can do the same thing for you in your life. God can do the same thing for you. He wants to do the same thing for you, but we have to give him everything pertaining to us. We have to trust him no matter what, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like. Let's trust God in spite of whatever situation that the devil may try to tempt us or even what we may be trying to tempt ourselves with. It ain't worth it. You know, God loves us so much. God has God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness to help us to live this life on here on earth. And I'm so excited on what God can do. And you know what? I'm anticipating God moving. I'm gonna say it like this. I'm anticipating us allowing God to move in our life. I'm anticipating that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward for us to for for God's people to say, you know what? All this time I've been slacking. All this time I've been listening to the devil. But you know what? Now I feel encouraged, and I'm not going to listen to what the devil said about my past. I'm going to look at what God said about my future. And like we always hear, we always, you know, hear the scriptures that say, not the scripture, we always hear the minister that says, you know, when the devil bring up your past, you bring up his future. So when the devil bring up your past, allow God to deal with your past. So what? But you know what? The same people that the devil is trying to deal with their past, you think about there are people that's in the Bible that had a worse past than you. So I guarantee you, if you look at your past and you feel that, you know what, uh, uh, you ask out of God's reach or ask out of God's love, you know what, you're welcome to inbox me, you're welcome to give me a call, and I'm going to show you somebody in the Bible that have a worse past than you. So don't worry about your past. You allow God's son, Jesus Christ, to cover it under the blood. You don't worry about that. You just get to God. You just get to God. And when you allow God to be the center of your life, 
when you have yielded yourself to, to, to Jesus Christ, you have a purpose and plan that God has already ordained and orchestrated. But see, in order for you to have the abundant life that God has for you, you got to give him your life. He comes for you to have life and have it more abundantly, which is a better quality of life. So you ask yourself, is the life that you're living, is it a God's quality of life? Or is it a material quality of life? Or is it a selfish quality of life? Those things will fade. But God has eternal life for you. And not just the eternal life when we get to glory, but also a life here to have heaven on earth. Is every day Sunday? No. But in the midst of whatever frustrating thing that may happen on this side, I still got peace. I still got joy. And for me to be able to experience heaven on earth, now nothing compares to what God has for us in the kingdom physically, but the thing is you could be able to experience the joy, at least a glimpse of the joy, the happiness, the peace that you will experience up there in heaven. So allow God to blow your mind and let that be the late-breaking news that you need in order for you to prepare, in order for you to be aware. Let this be the forecast that help you and encourage you for you to be able to prep yourself up for this week and for the weeks to come. And if there's anybody that may be dealing with something that you feel like that, you know what, I need some help, or you just want to touch and agree on whatever situation that you're in, that God, allowing God to intervene, allowing God to speak to you, to help you to be comforted, to be encouraged, to let him come in and fix the situation and you get out the way. Whatever it is, give it to God. If there's anybody that's sick, mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever, we holding you up before God right now. But also, if you're seeking your purpose, if you're seeking for love, if you're seeking for, you know, a job, if you're seeking for something, if you're in need of something, or even in want of something, we're going to ask God to guide you and prepare you for whatever is needed and help you to accept what God showed you. If someone that may be confused, if someone that may look like they may have to make a decision, uh, they, they don't know what decision uh, to make, they don't know which way, they don't know, uh, they, they have some choices they have to make, ask God to give you clarity, ask God to give you the spirit of discernment to be able to make the right decision, a godly decision, a righteous decision. If there's any other situation, you're welcome to touch and agree and put everything before the Father right now. The Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. You see the needs and concerns of your people right now, God. First of all, we want to acknowledge your presence on today, God. God, we ask, Lord, to forgive us. If there's anything that we said or done or felt that was unlike you, we ask you for forgiveness, and we receive your forgiveness. God, we want to come out to tell you thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, not just for what you've done, but more importantly for who you are. You are a righteous God. You are a faithful God. You are a committable God. You are a God of a first, a second, a third, a many chances, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us, God. We thank you, Lord, for not abandoning us, God. God, we ask you, Lord, to help us, God, to be able to obey and trust you no matter what, God. Help us, God, to not be stubborn, God. Help us, God, to not go against your will, God, but go with your will right now, God. Help us, God, to be selfless in you right now, God. Help us, God, to understand, God, you're the only one that can fix whatever situation right now, God. And help us, God, to move out the way, God. Help us, God, to allow your will to be done in our lives right now in the name of Jesus. And stand about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak, God, for even those who may be sick, God, touch and heal their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Say to take your hands off of God's people, off of God's property, off of the minds of God's people right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, 
Satan, we send you back to the pits of hell right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speak in purpose right now, God. We speak in obedience, God. We speak in encouragement right now. We speak in your word in the lives of your people right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what you've already done, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony, God. We thank you, Lord, for the praise report right now, God. Help us, God, to be aware, God, that the signs of the time are going on, God. And help us, God, to be busy about your business right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we ask you to help us, God, to listen to your instruction, God. Help us, God, to be led by your Holy Ghost right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we seeking, God, for those who may be needing a job, God, Lead them to the right place, God. Those who may be looking for love right now, God, first of all, help them understand that true love comes from you right now, God, and help them, God, to seek you right now, God. And, God, help them, God, in seeking you, God, and, God, we're speaking, God, that you heal every hurt, God. Those who may be hurting, God, those who may be grieving right now, God, God, comfort them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak, God, that you remove every hurt right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Those who may, their emotion might have been shattered right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you heal every wound, every scar, and every scar tissue right now. In the name of Jesus, every lingering memory that the devil may try to put forth right now. We're speaking, God, that you heal them right now, God. Those who may need to forgive people right now, God, give them that desire, God, to give vengeance over to you right now, God. God, help them to let, let the unforgiveness go right now, God, and put it in the past right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help them to accept, God, forgiveness, God, and help them be able to offer forgiveness to those who have hurt them, God, those who have rejected them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for even those that may be that may need to be saved, God, giving their desire, God, to give their life over to you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Romans 10 and 9 tell us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ, thou Savior, and believe in the heart that God raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For what the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so we God, we speaking, God, for those who just accepted you as Jesus as Lord and Savior in their life right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for including them in the family, God. We welcome them in the family, God. God, we ask you, Lord, to help us, God, to be able to trust your word, read your word, study your word, rely upon your word, chew on your word, God, and meditate upon your word right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. Thank you for everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank you for I thank you. Jimmy, I thank each and every one who tuned in and supported this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics or topics or future episodes, feel free to contact me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Brother Prater. That's Brother spelled out B R O T H E R. Prater, P as a Paul, R A T as in Tom, E R. On Facebook, you can read my daily devotions, my videos on my page. Or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see the daily devotions, the upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to our store section of the website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities to their families, children, spouse, or children's mother to inform the women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to the show, and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Radio Program. God bless you, and good night. (laughs) 